Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on the C-Suite Radio Network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies grow revenue. You know, right now is a critical time for business. As this episode is being released, we're still in the middle of the COVID crisis. Some areas are beginning to open up while others remain in quarantine mode. And without question, this is creating complicated logistical and personnel issues for every business leader. However, as important as all of these issues are, I want to continue to encourage you to reserve some energy to think strategically. How are you going to recover and grow revenue? How will you adjust your strategy to ensure that you're able to drive and thrive? As I've been working with business teams, helping them develop revenue growth strategies, I've noticed a level of innovation that I've never seen before. Not only am I seeing companies pivot faster than they thought they ever could, I'm also seeing leadership teams open to new ideas. And if you'd like some help developing your revenue growth strategy, you can go to revenuegrowthengine.net and click on Get Started. I'd love to visit with you. The Revenue Growth Podcast is dedicated to bringing you fresh ideas from the world's best strategic thinkers in marketing and sales, and today is no exception. We've got a great episode for you with one of my favorite people, Amy Franco. She's the author of The Modern Seller, and I appreciate how she has taken lessons from her experience at IBM and Lenovo and applied them to help salespeople escape the trap of commoditization and price pressure. I think you're going to learn a lot from this conversation. So grab a notepad and let's join this conversation with Amy. Well, Amy, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm glad you're here. It's great to be here. Anytime Daryl Amy contacts Amy Franco, a, a podcast is going to happen. It's just you know, you know it's going to be fantastic. And not only uh, not only do I have a deep appreciation for your name, I also really sincerely have a deep appreciation for your work. And the Modern Seller um, is a phenomenal book, and I, I believe that the thoughts in the Modern Seller are actually more relevant now than they've ever been. So I know uh, all of our guests are going to really enjoy this conversation and they're going to want to get a copy of the book. But, uh, you know, as I was at, when I picked up the modern seller, one of the things I loved is as I was reading the introduction, I felt like I was reading my own story because you were trapped in the hardware world, right? Yes, I was. (laughs) I was, I was trapped in the hardware world. And I will say I'm, I am grateful for that experience. It has opened many doors, but uh, I I really had to, I really had to learn some new skills and change the way that I approach selling because I, I lived in a commodity business. Yeah, I just I we we have a very similar background in that and that slide towards commoditization is a brutal place to be for a salesperson. And I uh, I just I loved it the introduction of the book. It grabbed me right away because your story while you were at IBM of just having that light bulb moment when you lost a big account, 
it really changed everything. Give us a window into what was going on back then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so I will start by saying the modern seller journey never ends. We, mm. we just continue to evolve as sellers, sales leaders, entrepreneurs, whoever might be listening to in on this conversation today. Um, but for the first 10 years of my career, I grew up in technology. I uh, was at IBM and at Lenovo, and uh, I, I sold the ultimate commodity. I, I joke about that. I sold uh, PCs, laptops and tablets. And uh, I, had a, I had a variety of customer sets from large enterprise uh, all the way down to you know, K-12 education. Mm -hmm. so, so having that broad spectrum of customers really gave me an appreciation and really helped me to diversify my skills. But, but I had this moment, um, probably many moments that just rolled up into one, but I had a moment where I, I, you know, I had lost some, lost some big accounts. And being in a very price sensitive, price driven type of environment, the light bulb moment for me was the realization that I wasn't having any fun losing and I wasn't having any fun just selling on price. And if I was going to be successful as a seller and turn this into a long career, which I really wanted to do, mm -hmm. I was going to have to change myself. Mm. And that was the start of, I probably didn't realize it at the time, but that was the start of the modern seller journey. And as I look back on that journey to today, the things that I share in the book, the five capabilities of the modern seller apply just as much then as they do today. And to your point, I think given the time that we're recording this podcast, even, even more so, we are dealing with a lot of change, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of churn. And uh, we, we have to be thinking and acting differently to, to thrive in that. Yeah, that, that epiphany moment, and I, I, my story is so similar on that hardware journey. When you realized, you know, for me, I, I, the words I put to it were buyers don't buy products, they buy outcomes. You know, buyers don't buy the product, they buy what the product can do for them. And, and so all of a sudden, that totally shifts your focus away from the product to the actual business, like what is going on in your client's business. And that's a total game changer. It is because thinking about the, the client's business or the prospect's business, what, what they want to personally accomplish, what are the outcomes, what, what is the value to them personally or to the organization, those are just way different conversations than having a conversation about product or solution or spec. And mm -hmm. those conversations are absolutely important. I don't mean to minimize that side of it, but it has to be paired up with the conversation about them and their outcomes and their business objectives. Otherwise, you're, it's like you're talking two languages and, and you're never going to be successful for the long run or play, play the long game, if you will. Yeah, and it's so many salespeople that, that I've experienced this myself and so many salespeople I've worked with over the years, they get through a, a sales process and they're frustrated that, you know, that nothing happens, right? This is especially true in technology and kind of more sophisticated solution type sales. And they'll come back and they'll go, I had this great idea. It was really going to help their business. And um, why aren't they saying yes? Why did I get put on the back burner, you know, of good things we plan on getting around to someday? And the bottom line was you didn't connect to one of their top level goals, challenges, or objectives. And if you don't start the conversation there, usually it's not going to end very well. Right, right. And so, so when I'm working with organizations on um, strategic selling skills, 
I, I really break it down into four categories. If we're going to be successful with our prospects and our clients, and these can, these are existing clients too that maybe mm-hmm. we've been selling to for years, we have to have really strong intelligence about their business and their vision and their challenges. We have to have access to and build the right relationships, mm-hmm. and that's become even more complex uh, in today's today's environments. We have to be able to put together really compelling proposals with solutions that accomplish those mm-hmm. outcomes or meet those challenges. And we also have to be able to earn commitment. We have to be able to earn commitment, whether that's asking for the business or building commitments all along the way. Those are the four ingredients that I find over and over that we need to be able to uh, need to be able to build and deliver on so that we're not having that conversation where it's like, hey, I had this great solution, but nobody right. wants to buy it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that I think, you know, for, and, and this conversation today is, even though we're talking about the modern seller, this, this could also be the modern marketer. We have a lot of marketing professionals listening in. The concepts are very, very applicable to both in terms of, you know, I used to say you're an empty, empty suit in the solutions business until you find a client's business problem, right? And you got to start there with the problem. And, and I think if you're in, in sales or marketing right now, yes, you know, read great sales books like The Modern Seller and read Revenue Growth Engine, please. But, but also read business books, like learn about business, take a business course, develop that business acumen. And I think that maybe the highest dividend training development any sales professional could do in the B2B space right now is to get more business acumen. And along that line of business acumen and coming, coming around to your point around uh, with marketing and sales, mm-hmm. I think bi- bi- the business acumen of marketers and the business acumen of sellers is more critical than ever. And also the partnership between marketing and sales. What if we worked together and we took it from a business standpoint versus mm-hmm. marketing is responsible for generating leads and sellers are responsible for selling? I believe that we can work together and we're both responsible for both. We might, yeah. we might do have some different tasks, but we're both responsible for both. And what if we partnered together? Yeah, I mean, you just hit on the heart behind Revenue Growth Engine. It's not about marketing. It's not about sales. It's about growing revenue. And the way that happens is understanding the needs and the objectives, um, the heartbeat of your ideal client. And when we turn our focus, you know, away from pointing fingers at each other, which, you know, we've all been part of those discussions, whatever side of the table you've been on, and we all focus on that ideal client, that ideal prospect, their objectives, their challenges, their goals, what they want to accomplish, then we can start moving towards actually getting the results we want, which is growing revenue. Um, You know, in some ways, Amy, as I'm just sitting here thinking about it, really revenue sales um, is is just a, a scorecard on how well you're doing at understanding and solving your clients' problems. I mean, bottom line, right? Yeah, and it's uh, I've always believed that quota is uh, is sort of a lagging lagging indicator of mm-hmm. uh, of how healthy your your business is, your territory, your book of business, whatever you happen to have. But uh, but revenue is also one of, one of those scorecards, and yeah. profit is one of those scorecards, yes. and, and how healthy we are. And uh, I think a, a lot of sellers today, even myself included, <clears throat> excuse me, we've we've had our pipelines upended. Um, mm. 
but with, with everything that with everything that's going on, there's I, I can't think of one person that I've talked to that hasn't had some kind of fallout impact to their business, to their their sales quota because of what's happening right now. Yeah. So what are you doing about that? You were talking before the the tape started rolling here. Then <laughs> we just showed our age. The tape started rolling. How funny is that? <laughs> We've rolled it a couple times now. So. Well, yeah, full disclosure, <laughs> we had a little Zoom technology issue, and uh, but All right. this is the world we live in, right? Right, uh, right, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so your pipeline, though, I don't, you're, you're absolutely right. I don't think anybody's uh, is listening in whose pipeline hasn't been affected, whose book of business hasn't been affected in some way from yeah. the, the crisis that we're in. What did you, do, what have you been doing in that? Yeah, yeah. So, so we talk about the modern seller being agile. Um, yes. Everything I talk about with the modern seller being agile, I'm, I'm learning to, uh, I, I'm having to practice. <laughs> we were saying the so, word of the year is pivot, right? This right? is going to be the word of the year. Hopefully yes, it's not COVID, it but it's the right. positive word of the year is pivot. I like it. I like it. Um, so, so what I've personally been doing is um, I have a CRM that allows me to um, take all of my various revenue streams and I, I can look at them all separately. So when I am uh, evaluating my pipeline, when I'm looking at the health of the business overall, I'm able to see it in different segments. And, you know, truth be told, I have, you know, four or five different segments in the business and, and two of them have, have evaporated, at least for the time being. And so what I've had to do is take a really cold, hard look at my different pipelines and look at every deal in the pipeline and evaluate, all right, has this contract been, you know, delayed or canceled? What's happening with it? And what is, what can I realistically see in my business for 2020 and maybe Mm -hmm. into the first half of 2021? In this point, at this point, it can be scary to be looking at our pipelines but I also am a big believer in data being being empowering. And when we take a good hard look at our pipelines and we see where we're at, then we can pivot successfully because we're not mm-hmm. kidding ourselves about what's happening. Or you might have, I, I have a couple segments of my pipeline that, that are doing well. So I have a bit of a mixed bag. So people listening in may have pipelines that are really struggling. Some may have pipelines that are thriving just based on the businesses that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do have a pipeline that, that's thriving, make sure you're being strategic about it so it continues yeah. to thrive. Yes. Um, so, so just taking a good hard look at the pipeline so I could make good decisions about where to pivot. I think that honest conversation is really, really critical right now. And I'm, I'm preparing to speak at a conference next week for the EOS Traction um, group. And, and we're talking about resetting revenue goals. And, you know, for whether you're doing that at a, a business owner level or you're doing that all the way down at your sales team or if you're an individual salesperson, it's important right now to have that honest conversation. Nobody wants, you know, those... Those, those, uh, those are not fun meetings with yourself or with your team, but it really is important to do that because I, I think right now it's, and we've been saying this on the podcast, um, this, there's never been a more important time right now to think strategically. And, you know, with the, the modern seller, and you identified five attributes of the modern seller, which, by the way, I love, they're not the same things you read in every other book, which is refreshing. Thank you. Um, but they're genuine and like the first attribute we've already been touching on, which is the modern seller is agile. And, uh, if you weren't agile, (laughs) 
you better be right now, right? <laughs> yes, I, I, I believe that some people have some natural agility and the ability uh, to pivot. That for, for the rest of us mere mortals, it, it's a skill that we have to build. And this is a skill. Um, agility is actually a top five skill that organizations are hiring for. Um, the Center for hmm. Creative Leadership uh, did some research on this. Um, and there are different types of agility. I, I won't go, go down that path, but um, just agility as a whole. Mm-hmm. About 25 years ago, the top skill that organizations were looking to hire for, the top skill was technical expertise, technical acumen. Fast forward 25 years, the top skill that organizations are looking to hire for is agility. Wow. And that, that's not just for sales, sales leaders and sales folks. It is, it is across the board. I, I believe that that is going to be here to stay as a top five. Yeah, you know, out of this this crisis, there's been some silver linings, and I think one of the biggest silver linings in so many organizations and individuals' lives has been the realization that we actually can pivot faster than we thought we could. Like necessity, you think of all the businesses that went from face to face to virtual, you know, and did it in days, right? And 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 pulled it off. And so I think, you know, some, some of our listeners may be thinking, well, I'm not really that agile. (laughs) Well, maybe you actually are a little bit more than you, you thought you were. Right. 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 And, and, and to your, to your point about the the work from home type of scenario, um, I I do a good amount of keynote speaking. And Mm -hmm. so I've had a couple of clients reach out via email to say, we are canceling our in-person event this year but we're going to make a pivot and we're going to do this virtually. So can you help us? Can you keynote for us virtually? Can you help us figure out what this can look like virtually? Because we want to continue serving our, our attendees, our members. Let, let's, instead of scratching it all together, let's figure out a way that we can do it virtually. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a time to pivot. And the second thing that I think is so relevant right now is you said the modern seller is entrepreneurial. Unpack that yeah. for us a little bit. And by the way, you're talking to a serial entrepreneur, entrepreneur here. So that's music <laughs> to my ears. We, we are, we are, I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so as I think of someone who is entrepreneurial, um, someone who, who is entrepreneurial doesn't just see themselves as an employee of their organization. They see themselves as the, the founder and the CEO and the chief bootstrapper of their book of business. And when you take that approach, when you look at your book of business or you look at your territory like a business, that's a way different viewpoint than just looking at yourself as someone who's going through the day-to-day. You're yeah. making different decisions. We talked about revenue and profit before. You're looking at the top line and the bottom line health of your business. You're looking at your opportunities. You're looking at your risk. You're really assessing your pipeline. You're thinking like a business owner. And Mm -hmm. when you do that, you're going to set yourself up for more success. And if you're a sales leader, any, any day, I want a team of people who think and act like entrepreneurs because they're going to take more ownership, especially in a time like this. And they're not going to say, well, I can't do anything because of what's happening in the outside world around me. What they're saying instead is I'm going to figure out how to be successful in spite Mm -hmm. of what's happening and I'm going to be better for it. Totally different way of thinking. Yeah. And I think, you know, anytime there's change, there are opportunities. So Certainly, there's been some changes as of late, but there are opportunities, and I think there will be 
opportunities emerging and sales professionals, business owners and marketing leaders, anyone responsible for revenue right now, this is the time to have your entrepreneurial hat on and kind of that radar up to go, well, where, where's the opportunity here? Right. Absolutely. And I think, and, yeah, okay. go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, to, to, to that point, like where are the opportunities? And, and one yeah. of the things that I will often talk about, and I do touch on it in the book is we are really conditioned to um, know what our competitors are doing. We, mm-hmm. we are keeping tabs on our, on our competitors. What if we pivoted that a little bit and thought about, okay, where aren't my competitors? Where might there be some other unique opportunities that we can dominate in that no one else is thinking about right now? So different way to think. Yeah, this is, I mean, there are, there are some, you know, blue oceans out there, um, you know, and I think it's a good time as you're pivoting to be looking around, listening to your clients. We, I think it's a really important time to be talking to your clients and asking them and really paying attention to what's going on because there will be entrepreneurial opportunities emerging from this. When you're hitting on something, which is a, something that I also think is important, which is the communication that we have with our existing uh, customers and clients. This this starts to touch on the modern seller as an ambassador. Yeah. Um, when, we, when we take a look at our book of business, our book of business is typically a blend of our existing clients and customers, plus the new business, the, the feeding, feeding the top of the funnel, if mm-hmm. you will. Many of us are very focused on feeding the top of the funnel. We're excited about new business, lead generation, all of that. Mm-hmm. And those things are, are vital to a healthy business. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we're not paying attention to these great clients and customers as much as we could over right. here. And yeah. a loyal customer, they are three times more likely to buy from us. They are more likely to allow us to continue expanding in the relationship, which could be an expansion of products or services or solutions, because mm-hmm. they already trust us, especially yes. with what's happening in our world around us. What if we spent more time connecting with our customers and clients that we do have right now and looking for ways to serve them better and understanding more of what's happening in their business because if recovery is coming, we will get on the other side of this. You want to be there and ready with your existing customers and clients. Yeah, you really do. And you know, that's the heartbeat of the revenue growth engine, the exponential growth model for any business. I think when we think of growth, we always, you know, as salespeople, we always think of net new, right? Let's go get some yeah. net new. Let's get new it's logos. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Everyone loves bringing a new order in for a, for a net new client. But the reality is when you can combine net new with also growing your revenue per client and truly getting deep and wide in those accounts, cross selling, finding more problems, bringing more solutions to the table, um, that's where you start to see the exponential revenue growth. And I think right now uh, is a very great time. I love the way you call it being an ambassador, you know, just going out and being an ambassador to your clients. How can I help? What, you know, and, and really paying attention. There are a ton of, of opportunities either immediately or in the, you know, in the short term future that, that I believe we're going to be able to help. And, and this is a great time to listen, which I think requires another one of the five aspects of the modern seller is you better get good at social 
right now, right? Because you're not walking in an office. I'm just thinking about trying to walk in someone's office if they were there right now and you got the mask on and they're like, get out of here, you know? That's if you even get approved to go in that front door. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, so you better, if you weren't good at social networking, uh, boy, this is a really good time to get good at that, right? Yeah, and I um so so the modern seller is social is uh the the twist that I take on that is um I see social media is a set of tools that we can use to connect and build relationships with people. And depending on your solutions and your customer sets, your your social media toolkit might look different from my toolkit. My my main toolkit is uh, is LinkedIn. That that is my preferred social platform. Um, and, and the take that I have on it is social media is one tool in the toolkit. And instead, let's use that to help us build really strong strategic relationships um, and, build, and build social capital. Um, mm-hmm. Social capital is never going to get a line item on a PL that I've seen. Um, but people that get it, they realize that people and relationships are the engine that allows you to bring in the new business to expand the client relationships. And the more social capital that we build, the more successful we'll be, the more momentum we'll have. And it's a heck of a lot more fun than to build these types of relationships than to be seen as a, as, as, as purely transactional relationships. Ah, oh, boy, it's so true. And you know, our good friend, Larry Levine always says your network is your net worth. And this, you know, this time now, and I don't know, you know, it's, it's such a mixed bag. Some people are busier than they've ever been. Some people have more time. At, at a minimum, you don't have the commute. <laughs> so you've got, you know, invest that time in nurturing those relationships. And, and it's such a critical time um, this is to a, invest. Yeah, and th- this is a time where it can be really easy to shrink back because we're, we're sitting in our home offices, we're working from home, we're not, we're not getting out into the world like we normally do. Um, so it can be easy to shrink mm-hmm. back. Um, I, I see a real opportunity, uh, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're a seller, or you're a sales leader, I see a big opportunity to be market forward, to be, mm-hmm. to be out there and connecting in your social platforms to be, frankly, be picking up the phone and calling. I've had a lot of success mm-hmm. picking up the phone and calling people that I may not get a chance to connect with on the phone like I normally would. So I've been trying to add more phone time into my relationship building and just try, trying different methods to, to stay connected to people. Yeah, I think people, you know, it's interesting. People are craving community right now. And um, mm-hmm. it is it, for for so many of us, the staying at home thing is is really put a hunger in us. And, and I think that's good. Let's use this time to build and nurture, uh, genuinely build and nurture relationships. You know, I look at it. As we as we wrap up and land the plane successfully here today, <laughs> it's an inside joke for those of you listening in. You know, the modern seller is agile, they're entrepreneurial, they're social, they're an ambassador. The last thing though that I really think is is a great way to to land uh, this on is the holistic part. And this is something that I thought was like a breath of fresh air in your book uh, because the way you take care of yourself 
is really going to have a huge impact on the way you're able to take care of, of others in your, in your sales career. Yeah. One of my definitions of the modern seller is that the value of the product or service or solution isn't fully realized without you as part of the equation. Yes. You as the seller, you as the sales leader, we, we bring the energy, the, the value, the expertise that brings the product or solution to life. And a modern seller doesn't separate those two things. Um, mm-hmm. they, they are together. So to that end, a, someone who views modern selling from a holistic standpoint knows that they're part of the equation. And in any given day, we have a finite amount of reserves when it comes to time, energy, motivation, and discipline. Mm-hmm. The way that we treat those reserves and invest those reserves on a daily basis, the little things that we do every day is what adds up to the big results at the end of the quarter or the end of the year. Um, so, so thinking about how we're investing those uh, non-renewable resources because they deplete as the day goes on. It's so, it is so critical. And um, you know, that I, I think to me, and I've always been a, a time management fanatic. So I'm a getting things done guy and I'm always, I'm a productivity junkie, but I've come to realize mostly recently in my life that, that time may not be as important as actual energy and the energy I'm able to bring to the table. And that comes back to incorporating so many healthy practices into my life, into my day. Um, and, and that uh, management fueling of energy in terms of being able to be something that's really, really important right now. We're all, once again, we're sitting in our home offices, you know, and, and it's tempting to, to turn the laptop off and binge watch Netflix or, you know, I mean, there's, just, <laughs> right. there's just so many, so many ways to get off your game right now. Right. In terms of healthy habits. And, uh, you know, we were joking the other day that COVID-19 is, <laughs> has to do with the 19 pounds, right. From all the uh, right. junk food we're eating. Yes. And, but mm-hmm. those, those things are real. And I they think that real. the way you brought that into the, the modern seller is aware of themselves and, and, their energy, their knowledge, their um, their ability to show up and be present—that's uh, that right there. That's worth the price of admission. In fact, I don't know what your next book's going to be, but you could you could just knock it out of the park. I'd I'd read the next one if it was just about being holistic as a sales professional. That would be wonderful. Daryl, you're giving me some some ideas, some food for thought. I'll keep you posted. Great, <laughs> great. <laughs> no, that's that's good. I've been uh, I've, going through the the uh, my reading, personal reading. I read a lot for business, but my personal reading right now, I'm rereading Dr. Cooper's book, the the other ninety percent. And it's the premise of the book is we don't use ninety percent of our capacity, you know, because we just don't. So what can we do to activate that? And, um, you know, and, and that, that mindset of saying, how can I take care of myself so I can be present and engaged and value add for my clients and prospects, boy, if you could get those habits nailed right now, that would be a huge game changer as we move forward. And I'll add one book to your one additional book to your list. Yeah, um, it's please. one that's been on my shelf for many years now. It's the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, okay. Great read, and it talks all about how we formulate our habits as individuals, how we formulate our habits as organizations. It, it's all very much science-backed, but 
but with great stories that it really helped me to understand how I create a habit. How can I, how can I amplify the good habits, mm-hmm. identify the ones that aren't serving me as well and in how to, how to change those. So if anybody's looking for a habit productivity based book, that's a great read. Well, fantastic. And uh, as I said at the beginning of this show, if you haven't got the modern seller yet, you're definitely going to want to get a copy of this book. Amy, I think it's dynamite. I think it's more relevant than it's ever been. Um, I'm sure, you know, just looking at where we are right now and the ability to really show up and add value is going to really, I, I think it's going to take the reps that do this, the sales professionals that do this, the marketing professionals that, that do what we've been talking about today. They're going to be able to move forward they're going to be able to be successful and they're, they're going to have a great future. And the ones that don't, I, I think are really going to struggle. Yeah. No, thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words and uh, the, the best way for people to find the book is on uh, Amazon. It's yeah. available um, hardcover, uh, Kindle, and also audible. Fantastic. So read or listen to the modern seller, Amy, thank you so much for joining us. And, um, you truly are uh, a kindred spirit on this journey, and, and I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us today. Daryl, thank you, and I think we successfully landed the plane. <laughs> That's right. And to all of our <laughs> listeners, uh, just a sincere thank you. It is, uh, it's been so much fun interacting with everybody. And what I sense coming out of this emerging community right now, as we say at the C-Suite Network, you know, right now is a time to drive and thrive, and I see that happening. Yes, we're being empathetic. Yes, we're being sensitive. But we're also looking to the future and saying, what can I do? How can I show up? What value can I bring to make sure that we have a successful future for ourselves, our employees, and and even our nation? So thank you for being that person. Thank you for leaving reviews on the podcast. Stay tuned. We've got some exciting guests coming up. And until next time, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.